Wilfrids were gathered for Eucharist at Camp Stevens. And I asked all of the people who were 18 and under to start naming off for me the feasts of the life, that where we celebrate the life of Jesus Christ. So I'm going to ask you all, you don't have to be 18 and under, to name off the feasts where we celebrate the life of Jesus Christ. Christmas. Last Supper. We do that every week. Yeah. And what else? Easter. When else? Pentecost. It's coming up next week. Ascension. That's the one they couldn't name. <laughs> they named off Christ the King Sunday. They named Lent, Advent, Epiphany, everything. And I said, what else is there? What's What's the, uh, the, this big, I said, we celebrated it on Thursday. Don't, didn't you celebrate it? And the, we don't know. And so one of the adults said, it's Ascension. <laughs> it's the Feast of the Ascension. The Feast of the Ascension. It's when Christ, who had come back among the people after his death, after his resurrection, and dwelled among them for 40 days, he was performing Miracles and signs that showed that he truly was the living God who had conquered death. And there he was, gathered with those who would be named his apostles. They're sharing a meal once again. And they're asking about what's going to happen next. And he says, it's all about the Holy Spirit. And then with that, he's taken up into the clouds. He goes back to his heavenly father. The disciples, in that moment, knew that they were going to be in it for good. So what about the disciples before Jesus was ascended into heaven? Why did they follow Jesus? Why were they going and doing all of these things because Jesus told them to do it and to follow them? Why? They hoped he was the Messiah. They hoped he was the Messiah, yeah. Jane. You couldn't be around this God in human flesh and not be, or not be, want to be near him. What else? Why, why do you think they followed? I'm sorry? According to the high priestly prayer, God gave them to Jesus. So all of these were Jesus's. And just as the Father was in Jesus, Jesus was in these people. Very good. Well, when I was reading the message translation of, or the paraphrase of the Bible, it said in the passage of Acts that where it says they're constantly devoting themselves to prayer, it said the apostles were in it for good. And it made me wonder, are you in it for good? Am I in it for good? Why, do you, why did you come here this morning? And I want you to think about that in your mind. Why did you come this morning to worship? And why have you come in all of the times past? What's motivated you? I thought about all the different motivations I've had for coming to church throughout my life. When I was a little kid, my motivation the cup of juice, and the cookie. <laughs> and the sticker on the attendance sheet for Sunday school. 
Here, I think it's the donuts. <laughs> it may not just be the kids. <laughs> As I got a little bit older, I was in this middle school class, and the teacher said, you know, I was always taught that you come to church because you need your fire insurance. <laughs> you get it? <laughs> you come here to be saved from the fires of hell. And that was what motivated me to come to church for a while. And then I joined the choir. And I went to church because I loved to sing. And that's what kept me going all the way through until college. College? Not much was motivating me to go to church. <laughs> Except for my friends who would occasionally say, hey, we're going to go to church this weekend. And we'd show up, and there'd be a good message, and sometimes there wouldn't be a good message, and then we'd go on with our lives Once I left college and went to Chicago, I went because the preacher was really good. I went every single week just to hear what he had to say. But I wasn't in it for good. It didn't keep me coming. The apostles were in it for good after Jesus ascended into heaven. They denied him, betrayed him. They locked themselves in a room after he died. They weren't going to follow this guy anymore. They were going to hide. They didn't know what to do next. And even as they're gathering at table in the 40th day of the risen Lord among them, they're saying, Jesus, when's the kingdom going to come? When is this going to happen? What's going to happen next? And Jesus says, enough. Why are you in? He didn't, maybe he didn't say enough. I just, I'm, I'm imagining what Jesus said. Let's just imagine Jesus said, but he did say this. He said, you don't need to worry about when my kingdom is going to come or not going to come. Didn't you hear what I had to say to you at table when I told you that I'm going to be in you, that you're going to be baptized with this Holy Spirit, that you're going to go out to the ends of the earth and proclaim my name? I prayed to my father before my death that my life might be on display through you, that you might glorify me as I glorified the father. I came here so that you all might be one just as I and the father are one. And that's when he ascended into heaven. I'll tell you when I was in it for good. I was church shopping, and I walked into a church out in Pomona, St. Paul's, and the first thing I saw when I walked in the door was a baptismal font. Sound familiar? <laughs> and I knew that that was important, and it was the first time I recognized that this was central because it was right there in my face to see. I came in and sat down and I was looking to be filled with God's presence. I was hungry for the living God. And Mother Karen, she went up to the altar, and she said, at this table, you will experience the real presence of Christ. And not only will you experience that by the bread and the wine that we share, but by the community that's gathered here. This bread and wine, this real presence of Christ 
will nourish you, will comfort you, will fill you with the power of the Holy Spirit. You need this real presence. But it doesn't stop there. That real presence is within you, moves in you, dwells in you. And it's happening whether you come to this table or not. And it's a sign as you come up here each week that that real presence is to be made manifest in the whole world. Not only did I need God, but God needed me. And I was in it for good. God needed Jesus to come into the world, to glorify him, to show us the essence of his nature. And Jesus needs us. He's gone to be with the Father. He needs you and he needs me. That's why we baptize people. That's why you're baptized, is to remind us that the power of the Holy Spirit moves in and through us, and that the real presence of Christ is to be had in this place and to be taken out into the world. So I ask each of you today, why did you come? And might you experience, and this time, actively experience the real presence of Christ and take that out into the world. And with the apostles, may we all be in this for good. Amen.